Servant Leadership Institute podcast. Our episode today is about leading from the middle. Who is that guy or gal in the middle? He or she walks a balance beam between the senior leader and the individual contributor. In many companies, he performs tasks, manages daily activities, and leads all at the same time. Oftentimes, he or she is the communicator of good and bad news. My name is Brian Malinsky. I am the digital media specialist for SLI. And today we are sitting with Carol Malinsky, the director of content and curriculum for SLI. Good afternoon, Carol. Hi, Brian. So prior to your work with SLI, Carol spent 25 years as that mid-level manager for Daytron and Fujitsu. We will chat today about the nature of leading from the middle as a servant leader, how you can uh, affect change wherever you are in the organization, and offer some tips on how to elevate your leadership as you serve from the middle. So to start with, Carol, can you explain just what servant leading from the middle looks like? Well, obviously, as, as you said in your introduction, Brian, the, being in that middle position means you have individual contributors that are reporting to you. And then you, of course, have folks that you're reporting up to. Mm-hmm. So it really requires that you serve both of those entities. Mm-hmm. So while you're, of course, serving your people, trying to inspire them and equip them as a servant leader, you're also trying to inspire and equip your leader. Now that Mm. takes on a whole nother dimension, (laughs) really. And so that middle manager, you know, they're they're to me, and this is probably just a personal thing, but to me, they're almost like the unsung heroes, right? Because they have to play those multiple roles. Totally, totally. I I definitely can understand that. And be able to move back and forth in, in both those worlds. Yeah, definitely. And so what do you think of the concept that servant leadership is not necessarily a formal title? It's not a formal title at all. Right. So if we expand that picture of the, the servant leader in leading from the middle, um, we're really, if we follow it back to its root, mm-hmm. we really have to think in terms of each individual person mm-hmm. and what their role is as a servant leader. And we like to say in the, uh, in the Institute that everyone is a leader. Mm-hmm. As we teach servant leadership in different companies, what we see many times is that people who are individual contributors don't see themselves as leaders. Mm-hmm. They look to their manager or their manager's manager as the leader. Yes. But in reality, we're all a leader at some point in some time. Maybe it's you know with your son's soccer team or uh, a group in church, any kind of you know hobby organization that you may belong to. Mm. You may play a leadership role. If you don't, maybe you have kids and you're certainly a leader to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have that opportunity to be a servant leader. 
Yeah, and I think it's probably the redefining of what a leader is in general, too, which is in servant leadership, we know that uh, that a leader is still a servant mm-hmm. in their own in their own right. So they're yeah. still serving someone. So any any of you guys that are looking at your current situation and saying, OK, well, I don't really lead anybody or you're trying like how Carol was just saying of f- trying to find those people that you do lead. Also, substituting out that leader word with who am I serving Mm -hmm. um, will be helpful as well, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. And and even if you're in a a small work team, the way you carry yourself, the way you treat other people, the way you approach your work, all of those things can be areas where you can lead. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of knowing in your mind who you want to be and then carrying that out in your actions. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then so from there, how can that affect someone's mindset about serving others from where they are? And then can you give a, give a couple examples? I know that from our last conference, we had some examples that some of our presenters um, uh, showcased. And uh, Vicki Clark in, in particular was showcasing the, this idea of servant leadership not as a formal title, that every single person has an opportunity on a daily basis to go ahead and, and act as servant toward uh, the people that they're, they're coming in contact with. So do you have some examples or can you just clarify of what that looks like when someone's mindset gets changed? Well, I think um, as someone changes their viewpoint, they start thinking in terms of how am I going to add value to the people around me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. I had a, I've been sitting here thinking as you asked me for examples and, you know, feeling like, oh gosh, I got to think of an example, right? <laughs> um, and actually one just came to me that was actually quite powerful. We had some years ago, I had a group reporting to me and, and uh, one of the individual contributors was just the type of person that liked to stir the pot, as mm. they say, and liked to get under people's skin within the group. And it was becoming rather disruptive, really was. So there was, uh, this group had a supervisor and then he, that supervisor reported to me. And so what he and I put our heads together and what he ended up doing was calling this group together and really speaking from his heart Mm. and explaining to them that they rise and fall, you know, we rise and fall together Yeah. and that he really needed everybody to be on board and supporting one another. And because he had such a heart Mm. and it was so apparent that his for his people to see that, this person totally changed their way of dealing with people. Mm. And just, it was amazing to me, the change that I saw in this individual um, in a very short time. They began you know, working well with the group, doing the best job they could possibly do with every assignment. And this was not exactly you know, the most interesting work in the world. Okay. Um, but just being really dedicated to it. And she, in fact, told me, a, ended up telling me a story about um, she found someone's wallet on the street. Mm-hmm. And she said, I drove it to the person's house. Oh, wow. 
and gave them the wallet. And they were so thrilled because they really needed the money that was inside the wallet. Oh, now geez. this person, prior to servant leadership, uh-huh. she would not have done that. Mm. And when I asked her about that, she said, well, I just knew that if it was me, I would want somebody to take bring the wallet to me. So that's why I turned around and did it for that other person. Yeah. This was 180 out. Yes. For sure, with her, yes. with how she had been previously. So really, to me, everybody has the opportunity to make a decision about how they're going to approach their work and how they're going to approach other people in their day, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, this isn't lollipops, roses, and unicorns running across <laughs> the field. I mean, this yes. is reality. Yes. And we really do all have that choice. Yeah. So that, that was a leadership decision that she made. Mm-hmm. And we all have that ability, whether you're a VP or whether you're a mid-level manager or whether you're an individual contributor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a major mindset, mi- mindset change. And what it sounds to me like in a, in, in a uh, different uh, set of words is it's changing your mindset from one of selfishness to changing your mindset to try and compensate for your fellow man or your fellow woman whoever you come into contact with now we focus here at sli about people in their organizations and in business we're trying to change the business culture but this is a full 360 degree (laughs) look at mindset change throughout your day and throughout your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when you wake up in the morning and you, we, we, you know, as we get older, we, we all don't feel relatively great when we have to, you know, hit that alarm clock and nobody's right. jumping out of bed, you know, super, super excited <laughs> yeah. every single day. There are more people hitting the snooze button than there are people jumping out of right? bed, for sure. For a number of reasons. Yeah. But what we're saying is that everyone, and this is, this is just one of those divine truths out there, that you have that opportunity to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I think as you're growing up and you have your parents, they make that decision for you, right? They try and tell you, hey, you need to not be a selfish person. You need to be able to be caring to one another. You need to be able to be looking out for your brother, your sister, your friend, um, anybody in your life that you come into contact with. But once we get out of, of you know, parents' you know, control or uh, them overseeing our lives, we have to still enact that decision every single day. Right. So that's at the fundamental level, I think that that's really the mindset change that we're talking about, right? Just making sure that you're not just solely focusing on you, you're focusing on everybody around you. And so if everybody was doing that, everybody, every, everybody <laughs> grows, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So that's great. So, so going into this next um, question that I did have for you is how do you, as a middle manager, a middle management employee, try to be a servant leader on a daily basis? Do you have any specific examples that you can give our listeners? Well, first of all, the this middle middle management person that we're talking about is in a very unique position. They have tons of opportunities to influence. And they, they, they're on this balance beam between fulfilling 
what they're being directed by their leader, right? And turning around and communicating that to the people that report to them. At the same time, they have to hear all of the noise, all of the problems, all the quite frankly complaints mm -hmm. that can sometimes come at the individual level. And they have to take that and they have to do something with it, right? Mm -hmm. Find and, a solution. Right. Mm -hmm. And the best thing is not to, you know, just be this channel that goes and now complains mm -hmm. to the leader, right? Playing telephone. So, yeah. So um, everybody, whatever their position is, whether you're, again, as the VP, as the mid-level manager, you sometimes are in difficult situations, challenging situations, you're challenged by whoever you report to. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times the mid-level manager has to absorb that mm. and not necessarily pass it on. Ah. So the mid-level manager has to think, okay, I'm being told this from my leader mm -hmm. and it's not pleasant what I'm hearing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't present it that way to my people, mm -hmm. but I have to come up with a way of fulfilling the company goals and requirements. So I have to remain positive. I can't go to my team and go, well, I don't really agree with this, but we have to do it. Yes. You know, you, you can't be that way as a mid-level manager. Because that develop, develops into division, right? Right. It mm -hmm. doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feeds this victim mentality that people can get into so very easily. Mm -hmm. So the mid-level manager really has to be able to turn around and pass this direction along um, in a balanced way. In other words, there's some situations that are very serious and sometimes groups don't perform. Mm -hmm. But the mid-level manager has to look at it, and if they're a servant leader, figure out the most positive way mm -hmm. to express that. Mm -hmm. Not being, not sugarcoating it, yes. but at the same time, letting people know we're not performing the way we should be performing, and how are we together going to improve? Yes. So that's really, something that has to be done on a daily basis you're constantly feeding that situation because you have people all the time coming to you saying well i can't do this i can't we're supposed to do this i'm hearing we need to do that and i can't do it and they have to be able to field all of that mm -hmm. and come back guiding people toward a good solution at the same time they need to turn around and be able to represent their group to their leader mm -hmm. in a way that shows you're supporting them. Mm -hmm. I mean, your job is to support your people, but it's also to support your leader. Oh, definitely. And so, um, and depending on the kind of leader you report to, yes, that can <laughs> definitely be difficult if yes. you have someone that um, isn't a servant leader, for example. Yeah. So that you're doing, you're handling that really on a daily basis. So that seems to me like a tremendous amount of pressure. Oh, absolutely. So 
when you have that amount of pressure, what can you rely on? I mean, I know that we have a set of behaviors that we try <laughs> and, and educate everybody about. Right. Now, adhering to these, the, this regimen of going, hearkening back to the, this, this uh, set of behaviors, I think that that could be, you know, a major help by while these these pressures are developing throughout the day because it's not just you know the end of the day is done and then you know those those pressures that were in that day drop off and then the next day have they they have independent pressures these are things that can stack up you know over and over and over and actually become quite toxic if they're not dealt with properly in, right. you know, in an organization and in a culture, however big that culture is with, within a particular department or throughout the entire organization, right? right. But adhering to these behaviors, would, would that be a good way of, of uh, trying to, you know, develop good habits? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the great thing about the behaviors is that they can be used in a huge organization mm. where everybody, you know, that's your standard mm -hmm. and you use it in your evaluations and you know you really make it part of the overall organization you can use it in a department of you know two people oh, three totally, people yeah. you can still use the servant leadership behaviors um, to guide you yeah and I think the way you uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later as far as how do you keep going, you know, how do you, <laughs> yeah. how do you motivate yourself um, to have a vision for where you want your group to go and how you want to get there. Mm -hmm. Using your company goals as guidelines, using the behaviors as guidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, is can be very effective, mm -hmm. you know, because then it's you know it's one more piece of the roadmap, and hopefully in a perfect world it ties into the whole organization. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're in a situation where nobody around you is a servant leader, mm -hmm. you know, um, then shrink it down, make it a microcosm, make it yes. a, make it a group within the larger organization that is performing using those behaviors, for example, and standards. Mm -hmm. And then um, when your performance improves, people will notice it and they'll want to know, oh, what's Brian doing with his team? You know, they're really, you know, doing well. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a major influencer toward, you know, spreading servant leadership in the organization. So relay that message when you see these things working. Sure while when you're, you're documenting when your you leader know, your says progress, right? when your leader says wow you turned around this this KPI or that measurement you know how did you do that the door just swung open yes you know we're trying these using these behaviors with one another and and i noticed that you know things move a lot smoother a lot faster because my people trust one another mhm mm so for those of you who may be interested, who have never heard maybe of the behaviors and would like to know more about them, just email us mm. at info at servantleadership.com and we'll see that you get a copy of them. And they're on our website as well.
Yeah, definitely. Just downloadables and right. it's super easy to print out. I actually have mine just, you know, uh, uh, tacked onto my wall. Right. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a department of one, you know, and so, <laughs> so you talk about, you know, motivation and keeping yourself motivated to doing that. Um, just looking to those and making sure, okay, am I handling my, my, my work and my workflow and how I'm dealing and interacting with other departments correctly throughout the day? You know, or am I get, or am I slipping into a bad habit? Am I addressing that email correctly? Am I coming off the right way? Am I interacting with, you know, my peers uh, and my coworkers the, the correct way? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, really nice. And then, so, um, so as this mid-level person in this organization, how do you think that you can affect change in this organization? I know that we just kind of touched on it. Can we go a little bit further, though? Well, first of all, I guess, um, as we've alluded to, one of the key factors, of course, is your relationship with the person that you report to. And, you know, you have to have that relationship be, to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. a positive one. Mm-hmm. So don't walk into the person's office and tell them what all the things you think they're not doing well. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. will not, that will not work, trust yes. me. But um, you can certainly interject your philosophy as you talk to that person. You can influence up by saying, how can I serve you? Yes. And, and being sincere about that. Mm-hmm. So don't just use the words because you think, you know, that's going to help you um, get a better position or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to genuinely mean that, that you are there to support that person. And now to clarify as well, now that is, for one, not a submissive statement whatsoever. No. And two, it needs to be genuine. Right. You know, so it's really important that people come into someone's someone's office with the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're upset about something or irritated about something and then you go in and then you say, well, how can I serve you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want out of me? Because I have, no, you know, I because I, right. I'm not feeling like I have a whole lot of power and I'm just going to, you know, I'm just your robot or something like that. That is not what we're talking about. That's, that's you saying, how can I serve you, but how can I make your job better and how can I make my job in, in, in turn better as well? How can we work together? Right. What assets do I have that you need kind of thing? Yeah. You know, I used to have a real issue with a leader that I had who was a good leader. Mm-hmm. But if there was criticism, mm-hmm. my first reaction and it was actually, you know, you could see it on my face that the wall would go up. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of shut down because I didn't, you know, somebody was criticizing me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned just through this, this journey with servant leadership was that that was not, a, that was not the right way to react. Mm-hmm. That maybe, just maybe, there was some truth to what was being said to me. Mm, right. And I had to think about that. 
And when you start to think about that, like what's my responsibility in this situation? <laughs> yeah. It changes your whole perspective. Yes. And you start entertaining the possibility that maybe there really is room for growth or maybe this person is telling you that because they want you to grow and it's their way of challenging you. Yes, they care so, about you. Mm -hmm. So having that servant leader attitude of, you know, what else can I learn through this situation, mm. I think is very, very valuable and something that will help you in this initiative of trying to change the environment. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And so, so who are the people that you influence on a daily basis? And, and how can people, I guess, identify that? How can people, I know that we had, we had touched on this earlier as well, but on, but on both mm -hmm. sides from upper level, but then down on the lower level at the same time, I know that you've been talking about that. Who, who are the people that you identify with that, that, that you're influencing? Well, obviously you're influencing, you know, the people that report directly to you. Uh -huh. And you're also influencing the person that you report to. Um, but how about thinking in terms of who are my, within the organization, who are my customers? Mm. Who gets, well, shoot, even with even outside the organization, there are people that, depending on what your role is, mm -hmm. that you may influence. Um, for me, when I worked in materials management, it would be, you know, the people in customer service mm -hmm. and uh, the suppliers that we had um, from outside the company. Mm -hmm. Groups like that. Um, the engineering group, lots and lots of different groups um, within the company. So think in terms of who's my customer, mm -hmm. both who do I get work from and who do I give work to. So mm -hmm. both of those categories. And a lot of people don't think in terms of who do I get work from, mm. right? what could I possibly do to help somebody who is giving me work? Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to just sit here and wait till it comes? Or is there something I could do to maybe get it to me more efficiently, more quickly, which is gonna in turn influence the whole operation, right? And it's gonna influence how quickly I can get my product to my customer. So just being proactive. Right, so it isn't and you know, not sitting back and waiting for things, not, not having this mentality that I'm in my little box, mm -hmm. this is where I do my work. Well, I did my work right, so the heck with everybody else. It's looking at the business more holistically mm -hmm. and thinking in terms of how can I serve all of these different entities. Mm -hmm. You know, including the people that report to me, of course. So being, so being a real active participant within a project. Yes. Um, is is uh, and is not very, very not important. being so bound by you know departments and structures that have been put in place. Um, you know, it's it's okay to ask a question of you know somebody in another group that 
where you feel the answer would uplift and help everybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. I have this I you know, I'm having this mental picture of basically, you know, the 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 good scenario and the bad scenario. And um uh, more often than not, if it's not the if it's not a good working servant-led organization, you can end up getting into this role where say a project is being passed along through, you know, say four different people within a department and everybody kind of like in a triathlon, you know, or a, 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 a relay race rather, mm-hmm. they end up completing their portion, passing it along, and then they just kind of idly wait until the project is done, right? But what happens if by the end you're at the, you're at the last leg and somebody's struggling? So there's one of two ways that the rest of the team can be interacting with that person. They can either be standing on the sidelines, tamping their foot down, going, well, you know, the, the clock's ticking. You know, what's taking them so long? <laughs> this is going to be late. Or they can end up deciding, okay, let's, let, let's go over there and see if we, we can help them in any sort of way. Right. So as the middle manager. Yes. To come back to that, your role, you know, is to nurture and educate your folks mm. to see that it's not going to hurt them to go ask so-and-so over there, Bob, uh, hey, Bob, is there anything I can do to help you? Yeah. Or have you thought about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And that's part of that middle manager's responsibility is to equip their people to be able to do that and mm-hmm. feel that um, that they have the ability to do that. And in some cases, they're going to run up against another supervisor, different manager who sees this as, well, why are they butting into our business kind yeah. of thing. So again, as the middle manager, build that relationship mm-hmm. with your peer so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So so the, as the middle manager, you're, you're one telling, it, you're empowering your people to go ahead and, and, and seek areas where they can help others. Mm-hmm. But then you're also empowering those people that may need that help. Okay, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. at the exact right. same time it's that give and receive because you can you can be there and you can say hey can i help you out with anything and then the person's pride or their ego or 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 right. quite frankly just their worry about you know them their not position. performing properly <laughs> and losing yeah. their position they yeah. could they could say no 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 i got it no no i i just need a little bit more time and i got it which could be an outright lie because they may just not be experienced or you know whatever the situation is so being able to have to to encourage that humility of of no 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 it's okay you can you can ask for help you can yeah. say i'm not can can i gain clarity okay in that last meeting i really wasn't sure exactly what you needed so can 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 we just have you know can i have 15 minutes of your time and can you just clarify that for me and the middle manager is like yeah of course because they understand that the the job will be done the correct way because I just needed to reiterate it a little bit more. Or maybe I just, you know, misspoke. Mm-hmm. And I just need to, you know, elaborate a little bit more or something like that. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So what are three things you could work on today as a middle manager to elevate your group? So 
building trust, and maybe even increasing performance? Well, first of all, I would, and I would highly recommend this to all the mid folks out there, if you don't have a vision for your department, mm. your own little vision for your department, <laughs> write one. And then after you do that, well, first of all, when you write it, make sure it aligns with the company goals. If your company makes, you know, widgets, don't decide you're going to make a what's it, okay? Um, yeah. It won't work. So use your company goals what you know your company is all about mm -hmm. and create your own vision and then turn around and share that vision with your direct reports mm. and ask for their input. Don't just say, here, here's our vision and help them to understand what that means, that the vision is something that um, if you weren't there, the vision would remain and the vision's valid Mm. And the vision is going to give them meaning and purpose in what they do. Mm. So build a vision. The second thing would be have their backs. <laughs> what I like to say, have their backs. Some years ago, and I, this is a story I'm going to tell that I've never, in 25 years, I've never forgotten. I was, uh, I had a manager. I made an error. And when I went to her and said, hey, I, I've made this mistake, and it, it was going to be quite, the solution was going to be, or the, the outcome was going to be quite expensive, quite costly. Mm. And, you know, it was something that I had communicated about shipping product, and someone in Europe, um, you know, didn't do it correctly and I didn't get the situation in writing so I had nothing to prove that I had told them not to ship the shipment mm. so I explained this to her and she turned to me and she said she was livid she turned to me and she said well I don't know what you're gonna do to fix it <laughs> wow yeah no support whatsoever and fortunately for me, she reported to a leader who said, if Carol said that's what happened, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And he went to bat for me. It means so much to an individual when they feel that you have their backs, when they feel that you are supporting them. That doesn't mean that if they're flat out wrong <laughs> and they've done something awful um, that you need to support that but knowing that you have a leader who is willing to take the time to listen for one thing and help you work through to a solution is gold mm. and you will build trust and in turn performance will improve like you wouldn't believe so have people's backs very, very important. And then I would say influence up to lift everybody up. So advocate for training for your group. Mm. Advocate for them to learn about servant leadership. Um, one of the best ways you can do that is, I'll give you a perfect example. We have the CEO of SLI, Art Barter, who is 
a gentleman who implemented servant leadership at Daytron World Communications. He's lived it, you know, since 2003. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a situation you can name that Art hasn't dealt with or know something about. Yeah. Invite him to come and speak to your group. Now, if you're a little, you know, department manager and you don't have the ability to, to make that kind of decision, what I'm saying is advocate that with your management, with your boss. Um, it is the, one of the fastest ways I know of to inspire your group. Uh-huh to help them to understand what servant leadership is and to start going down this road for servant leadership. So inviting art, great way to go. But in general, remember that you are there to lift up your group, not Uh to, not to be, you know, making things up or, or bragging about things that aren't true, but just using your influence to support the growth of your people is very very important so i would say have a vision have their backs and influence up to lift everybody up very very good very good and so what what motivates you to keep going every day (laughs) well these days um i don't have direct reports and i work in content and curriculum with the institute but i have this wonderful group of young people around me and part of what I feel my responsibility is is to pass on what I've learned to them and to use my influence with them so by that I mean I don't passing on what I've learned it's not like going in and saying now you know young folks you need to listen to me because you know I have all the wisdom and I've been there and (laughs) blah 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 It's more subtle than that. It's more trying to be an example. Uh And, you know, sometimes I succeed, sometimes I don't. But but that, I feel that very strongly that that's um, what I'm, part of what I'm meant to do here. And then seeing people at our events and hearing their stories is really gratifying. Um, Weekly tips which I do, you know, and getting an email from somebody that says, hey, really appreciate this weekly tip. Yeah, that just makes my whole week when yes. I get one of those. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a very little thing, but it isn't a little thing when, when people out in the world um, are enjoying them and, and gaining from them. So I, I really, that keeps me going. And uh, also seeing the people that have been part of my group over the years seeing them become great leaders and be great leaders might not be because of my influence might be because of my influence i really don't know but i love to see the growth in other people and then knowing you know in my heart of hearts that servant leadership is a better way to lead better way to live your life um is is probably the foundation of what keeps me going yeah definitely yeah knowing that it you know works. And, and yeah and trying to spread that message yeah yeah I mean it's a it's a very um, it's a very rewarding epiphany <laughs> to, to to get and to 
to learn about it and to know that there is a name. I mean, how, how many times have we ran into people at our conferences and said, well, you know, it's, it's so funny because I feel like these are things that I have done for years and years and years. I feel like this is how I was brought up, mm-hmm. but I just never knew that it was called this. Yeah. You know, so there are, I, I, I think that that's a big, for me, that's a big thing that shows me that it is, that it does work and it is real is that these are these are feelings that you learn that are fundamentals you know mm-hmm. and maybe it's not your uh, intrinsically natural process to want to go ahead and do these things because we have you know bad parts of ourselves that that want to you know uh, rely on you know negative things that are that are opposing to to the the fundamental fundamentals of servant leadership but um, it's really rewarding to see them work, you know, in your life and in other people's lives too. So I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And then, so, um, so do you have, to, to wrap this up, do you have any ending thoughts for these servant leaders that are trying to lead from the middle? <laughs> well, being in the middle is a tough place to be, but you know, it's really easy to kind of say woe is me because there are so many challenges with with being in the middle but if you can think of it as also being a gift as you practice servant leadership and you see the effects it has I don't think you always get to see the human results when you're at the top Mm. unless of course you are a servant leader at the top and you flip your pyramid and now you're on the bottom, (laughs) which is what we advocate. But um, that person in the middle delivers the good news and they deliver the bad news. And sometimes, as we know, um, they are the, they have to give the really difficult news. And that can be very, very um, trying on people. As I said earlier, many times they have to absorb Mm-hmm. the heat rather than pass on the heat and you know they do day-to-day tactical work they manage daily activity and the most effective ones also lead so just remember as a middle manager that you have the ability to do more than just manage the day-to-day you can truly lead and it can be very, very powerful. So just all the best to you. Take a deep breath and know that what you do matters. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the best. Mm. Well, and with that, I just want to thank you, Carol, for, for sitting in with me and having this conversation, very interesting conversation on your role throughout the years of being a middle manager. And we just thank everybody for listening. Thank you for all of the middle management servant leaders out there fighting mm. the good fight <laughs> and, uh, and trying to change over organizations and change over work cultures uh, in their own special way. So um, we applaud you and we are happy to continue to be serving you. I know that Carol had brought it up, but we are so excited every single time that we get messages from you guys. Um, whether there are suggestions of things that you would like to hear on on outlets like these podcasts, 
other outlets like webinars, blogs, videos, and even weekly tips and e-blasts. Um, we love suggestions. We love to hear things that you are that are working for you in your servant leadership journey, and also roadblocks that you're hitting. Things that may not be working for you or challenges that you really just need some guidance on. Send us that stuff. Uh, you can email us at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com or visit us on our website and go to the contact page and you can just write your messages there and we would be happy to address them. And so for now, we just want to say thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast and allowing us to add value to your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We hope this podcast added value to your day. You may be wondering, where do I go from here in influencing for servant leadership in my organization? Visit our website at www.servantleadershipinstitute.com to learn about all the Servant Leadership Institute has to offer. If you are looking for immediate impact, invite our CEO, Art Barter, to speak to your group. Art is a master storyteller who is passionate about servant leadership. His compelling story of implementing servant leadership at Daytron World Communications is sure to light a fire in your team to join the servant leadership movement. Rates are negotiable. Visit our website for contact information today. Thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.